and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hello, I'm Pat Malone, and I'd like to welcome you to The Church in the Home, where we share the light of God's Word from our home to you. I know the truth of God's Word, and I believe what I heard, yeah, yeah. I believe what I heard. I believe what I heard, so I'm standing on the Word of God. So, something cool in God's Word is that the deeper you dig into it, the more there is to learn. That you can grow and grow and grow as much as you want with God's Word. So, I have been researching, kind of just working something that I find very exciting, and that is that God has set up for us some rewards. So who doesn't like to get rewards? We know that when we believe that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, we get born again. And you can get born again, and you can never, ever, ever do anything else for God in your whole life. You can be like, actually, changed my mind. I'm walking away from God. You can do nothing, and you still get to go to heaven. And there can be someone who gets born again and they love God and they read and study his word and they live for him and they work for him and they win people to Christ and you both get to go to heaven. And that just shows how kind and gracious God is and how his ways are so much higher than ours. Because I don't know if I was in charge, if that's necessarily <laughs> the way things would have turned out. If you knew me when I was little, I was the queen of not fair and everything that wasn't fair I would cross my arms and tell everybody that that wasn't fair <laughs> so I would say not fair right but God is a good God and he is a just God mm -hmm. and so yes we all get to go to heaven but he set it up that while we're here on earth if we live and we work for God if we give our lives to him that we earn crowns in heaven mm -hmm. And that's a pretty cool thing because when Jesus Christ comes back, we're going to get gathered together. And it's, we're going to be at something called the Bema. And the Bema is like this risen platform up in heaven that one by one you get to be called up to this Bema and you get to stand there and you get to be crowned with these rewards. So think of it kind of like, um, like the Olympics, right? when they're getting their medals they get to go up on this big like stand right and they get their medals and it's kind of like the olympics because in the olympics there are these people and they are competing for this medal this award right and while we're here on earth we're not competing but we are working for these awards that god has for us um and so sometimes they are called the victor's crowns and there are five of these crowns that we're going to be looking at. Um, and it's important to know that there are some things in God's word that we should work for. Like these crowns, we should work for them and we have to put in the work. And that there are some things in God's word that we don't have to do any work for. Because Jesus Christ came and he lived a perfect life and he gave up that life for us. And he died and he was raised from the dead. And so because of that, we have this eternal life. All we have to do is believe. And so we are saved by Jesus Christ and we don't have to work or earn that salvation. That's nothing that we ever have to do. 
But if we want to get these crowns, these rewards, we have to actually work for them. Um, so it's um, something that requires a little bit of effort, a little bit of thought on your part while you're here on earth. And you only get while you're on earth to earn them. Mm -hmm. You can't get up to heaven and be like, oh, everybody's getting these. Let me see if I can just kind of like real quick do something to get some. It's too late. Whenever Jesus Christ comes back, that's it. So if you want to be crowned in heaven, then you have to do the work now. Um, so we talked about this Bema. Let's look at it from the word. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. So this word judgment seat is actually this Greek word bema. And all Christians will stand there to receive their rewards. Um, the end part of that verse would really more... Um, accurately read that everyone may receive the things according to that he hath done in the body of Christ, whether it be good or bad. So when we get up there, the good things, the good works that we have done here on earth, those will stand. Those are the things that we will get rewarded for. And by the grace of God and his son, Jesus Christ, the things that we did that were bad, the things where we fell short here on earth, and we all do, those things are burned up. God doesn't hold them against us in heaven. Mm. And that's how good and forgiving and loving he is. You don't have to go, yeah, I got rewards, but like the list of bad things is forever long. <laughs> Those things are just mm. burned up. Um, so it's amazing how God is so good to us. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now that he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his labor. So God gives the increase, but there is still the work of planting and watering that has to be done. Someone has to plant, someone has to water, and then it's God's responsibility to give the increase. And when we do that, we are going to get these eternal rewards. When we do things for God, it's important to always remember heart. Heart counts, right? And God looks at the heart. That's what he sees. And no matter what you do, you can't hide your heart from God. So we aren't doing these things for like, look at me, right? We're doing these things to please God and God in return rewards us. And we have to always keep our hearts right. We won't turn there, but in Matthew 6, God talks about the reward of man or the reward of God. So you can do your good deeds, right? And you can do them for everyone to see. And not only can you do them for everyone to see, but now you can post on Facebook about the great thing that you did. You helped this old lady. You gave her your last dollar. And then everyone can comment about how great you are. And I have literally seen this like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Well, great. I mean, you blessed that old lady and you got your reward. You got man's praise. And that's all you'll get. You won't get rewarded in heaven <laughs> because you got your reward now. And that's your choice. But if you do your good thing, if you help that old lady with the heart of just being loving, then God will reward you openly in heaven. So it's kind of your call how you want these things to go. Um, 
But we do all that we do with the heart of doing it for God, for his people, for blessing them. We want to please God. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. What is my reward then? Verily that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. So the gospel is the good news, right? It's the word of God. So we are rewarded for making the good news available to people. And your heart in doing these things, like I said, it counts. So we don't want to teach people God's word and do all this stuff for the purpose of ourselves being glorified. The goal is not to be a famous preacher on TV with a million followers. Um, it's not to elevate ourselves to some pedestal where people are saying, oh, that person's so great, not, oh, wow, the word of God taught was so great. Right. We aren't doing it for our own glory. We're doing everything that we do for the glory of God, and we're not abusing that power. It's never right to abuse that power that comes with God's word. That is not something that God wants. Um, as we work, we want to give people the word, and there are certain rewards that God will give us and encourage us he encourages us to get those. In 2 John verse 8, we don't have to turn there, but it talks about getting the full reward. And that's what we want. We want the full reward. We want all there is to give because we want to do so to bless God. Um, and everyone gets these rewards. It's not one special person. You know, it's not someone who's better than other people. This is something we all can be earning now. And that's kind of a cool difference between, you know, say being the number one gold medal Olympian and working for God. There's only one gold medal Olympian, but any of us can get these crowns. So the first crown is in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, or 24. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So the award... This award is for the highest achievement in the race. This is for putting in the work and bringing our bodies and our minds into the discipline that it takes to stand and live for God. And it takes discipline. The world that we live in is contrary to God, and it takes discipline to bring our physical bodies and our minds into the discipline. Um, just like a professional athlete would have to discipline their body and mind to be able to do the things that they want to do. You know, if you want to be a runner, you have to run and you can't just eat whatever you want and you can't just, you know, lay around. You have to do certain things to get ready for this. And so for us, you know, we can't just feed ourselves the world, right? The gossip magazines or whatever. We have to discipline ourselves to be, um, getting into God's word. In verse 25, it has the word temperate. It says temperate in all things. Um, a literal translation of this, according to its biblical usage, would be that the individual contestant is to exercise self-control in all disciplined training. So you have self-control. You have to train to achieve greatness in your field. And if your field is God's word, you still have to train to achieve greatness in God's word. 
The Christian must exercise self-control in all disciplined training, spiritually, mentally, and physically, if they're going to win the contest and get the crown incorruptible. So this is the first crown, the crown incorruptible. And, you know, part of that is putting in the extra hours into the outreach of God's word. It's not holding yourself back from the excellent excellency in God's word. Because if you do all these things, there's a crown for you. It's worth it. We run this race, like it talks about, um, not for an incorruptible crown. An incorruptible crown maybe is somebody who spends every moment of their life, sacrifices everything to be the number one partner in their law firm. And it's everything to them. And they, they don't have kids or get married. They just focus, focus, focus to be the greatest lawyer. And maybe they achieve it. And then Christ comes back. And what does it matter if you're the greatest lawyer who ever lived or not? It doesn't matter. That's an incorruptible crown that you've achieved. And um, when we are working for God, we get an incorruptible crown. That, that's something that doesn't go away. So we work with discipline for that future reward, and that's the first crown, the crown of discipline or incorruptible. Next up is the crown of life. So turn to James chapter 1. James chapter 1, verse 12. This is the next crown. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. So we know from verse 13 here that God doesn't tempt people and he doesn't tempt them with evil. So um, the word tried in verse 12 would have been way better translated as approved. Mm -hmm. So it says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is proved or approved, he shall receive the crown of life. It's the devil who tempts people, right? That's one of his job descriptions. He steals, he kills, he destroys, and he is the tempter. And that's not something that God does, right? But the devil is going to try to tempt you while, he, while you're out here doing God's word. Um, and to endure temptation from the devil, you have to know God and you have to know how to stand against that temptation. So we have to know how to stand against the adversary and with God on our side, we can get stronger. Think about a rock, okay? You throw a rock into a creek. Are you going to stop that creek from flowing because you threw a rock in it? No. no. The water just finds a way to go around the rock. And that's like the things that the adversary throws at us. It doesn't stop us. We just move with God around it and we keep on going. It doesn't stop us. It doesn't cause us to stumble. Um, everyone will be tempted. But when we believe God to get through it and you're approved, you get the crown of life. That same word tried that's in verse 12 is in 2 Timothy 2.15. So let's look at it there. In 2 Timothy 2.15, it says, Study to show thyself approved, that's that same word, unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. So to stand approved before God 
And to be approved, like we just saw in James 1.12, we must rightly divide God's word and we must study it diligently and use it and apply it in our life. So you have to study it, you have to work it, and you have to use it and apply it in your life. And the person who knows and understands God's word to this extent will receive the crown of life. So that's something we can do. We can work God's word. We can study and rightly divide it. We have the tools. We know how to do that. And when we do those things and live it, then we have the crown of life. Um, let's look at an example of a man who was approved by God, Jesus Christ, right? Mm, Jesus yeah. Christ is our example in all things. Turn to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 22 says, Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, a man what? Approved. Approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. So Jesus Christ is a man who's approved by God, right? And he rightly divided God's word. We know that Jesus Christ always did his Father's will. So he rightly divided the word in every situation. And as he did it and he taught it to others, the results were these signs, miracles, and wonders that followed. That's the proof. You can see that that's the manifestation of this happening. So when we rightly divide God's word and live it, we overcome the things the devil stands or the devil throws at us, and we will stand approved before God and receive a crown of life when Jesus Christ returns. Next is the crown of rejoicing. Turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13 says, for this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Skip down to verse 19. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For ye are our glory and joy. And I love this one. I think this one is so beautiful. So once a person rightly divides God's word and they stand on it approved before God, um, they share that word with others, right? So you receive it, you hold it in and you release it. And when you go out there and you speak that word to others and they get born again and you win them to Christ then that's where this crown comes in. So we, we teach them the word, we see their lives change, and this is the joy and rejoicing of our hearts. Think about if you've ever brought someone to fellowship and you've got them born again, like that's the greatest feeling in the entire world because you know when Jesus Christ comes back that they're going to be there. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. So it says we can enjoy this crown now here on earth as the joy and rejoicing of our hearts and we get this crown in heaven. Um, this is for those who win others to Christ after they have rightly divided the word and understand it. The next crown is the crown of glory. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 1. 
The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, not willingly, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. So this is a crown for people who are leading in the body of Christ, who become examples to the flock or the believers, and they take care of God's people. They're feeding people God's word. And it's interesting to think about how all these crowns kind of tie into each other because to feed people God's word, you have to know it. You have to rightly divide it. You have to be disciplining yourself to do it in order to be an example, which is what this crown requires, that you're not only feeding people God's word, but that you're being an example. So you need that discipline. You need to have spoken the word to people for them to hear it, and you need to be rightly <coughs> dividing it. So for this one, this crown is for leaders and their examples um, to the people. And the people who are leading other people, again, it comes back to the heart. They are not doing it for greed or to be lords over God's people. It's not a power trip. It's not a look at me. This is to take care of the people, the flock. Um, it has to be done from a heart of love, leading God's people and providing an example. And that earns you the crown of glory. So all of these things are for sure stuff that we can do and we can be working to earn. The final crown is called the crown of righteousness. Mm -hmm. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Mm -hmm. It's just so beautiful how God set all this up, how he lined it up, and how he arranged for us just to be blessed like this. Mm -hmm. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. This is Paul talking. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. And... This one is just so sweet. Paul had fought a good fight. He had run his race. He had guarded the family of faith. And that word give in this verse could be translated as repay or recompense. Um, so it says, shall give me at that day, right? When Christ returns this reward or repay or recompense. What Christ accomplished for the believer is laid up for him in the heavenlies. For all believers who love his appearing, he will repay them with a crown of righteousness, it says. Mm -hmm. just All you have to do is just love Christ's appearing. Mm -hmm. You're glad that he came. You're glad that he's coming again. You're looking forward to that hope of Christ's return. And Christ repays you for that with a crown. And this is the crown of righteousness. You get it for fighting a good fight, for finishing the course. Don't quit on God's word. Don't walk away. Don't give up. Stand. Stand for your life. And I don't care what comes around or what happens that could sway you, right? We know the devil's going to throw these temptations at us. We get a reward 
for standing approved for getting past those things. And if we stand and we love Christ and his appearing, we get a crown for that. Mm. I mean, all of these are so easy, but they're so wonderful. And we get to be crowned in heaven. Turn to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3, verse 11. Behold, I come quickly. Hold, hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. No. So the Bible encourages believers not to let anybody talk you out of the crowns that are due to you. Don't let someone come around and sway you. Don't let them plant doubt in your mind or distract you with a pretty boy or a pretty girl or whatever things come and steal people and all of those rewards. He says, don't let anybody steal those rewards that are due to you. You have to fight for them. The, um, in Colossians, you don't have to turn there, but in Colossians 2.18, it says, let no man beguile you of your reward. Mm -hmm. God knows us. He knows how life is here. So he warns us. He puts these things in the words so we pay attention to them. Don't let anybody steal these rewards and the joy of that from you. Turn to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Although I am born again, I still work right? I still do the work um, to press forth for these rewards, this award. I want these things. I do the work now while I'm here on earth. I am pressing toward the prize of the highest achievements. I am working towards those crowns. So I'm going to review them with you one more time. There's the crown incorruptible. It's received for exercising self-control in all disciplined training. There is the crown of life, and this is received for standing approved before God by rightly dividing his word in our lives. There's the crown of rejoicing, and it's for winning people to the Lord Jesus Christ after we have rightly divided the word and we have it in our own hearts and minds. Hmm. There is the crown of glory, and this is received by leaders in the body of Christ for feeding God's people with his word and being an example. And there's the crown of righteousness, which is available to all born-again believers who just love Jesus Christ's appearing. And we can all make sure that we are making the most of our days here on earth, that we aren't just floating around without a purpose, but that our purpose is to live for and please God and do the work and take care of God's people and spread that word of God so that we can build the family of God and in return, excuse me, in return, then we get all of these rewards when Jesus Christ comes back. You can't bring me down, the word is on my mind.